All right. You know what? One thing that really excites me about this job is every time when I see a guest who is punctual, who's here on time, and certainly is feeling very, very comfortable indeed. It's our part two with the professor himself, 060-584-2250, Professor Mlungi Singubane. We're going to be chatting to him at exactly half past six tonight, and that's when we get that conversation going. So any questions that you do have for him, as my legend, feel more than free. I know I owed you time, so I'm going to throw that time right back at you so that you enjoy a very fruitful time there with him. All right. Hmm. It's that time of the year. And again, with the, with the doctor, we're going to be uh, affording him more time, though he's got a very important event that's happening over the weekend, uh, World Heart Day, as you and I know. It's, it's an important occasion. It's the second annual cardiology uh, World Heart Day fun run, as well as a fun walk, uh, which is set to take place this weekend uh, to increase patient and public awareness about the pandemic of cardiovascular diseases. And uh, we always try and assist you to assist somebody else. Else, you know, it might be you tomorrow, it might be the next person, and we've got to be open and honest about this and talk about it. And the fact is, the reason why at times we even carry it onto a sports platform is because of how many, especially sportsmen and women, football players, have been affected by cardiovascular disease. So he's academic as well as clinical head division of cardiology at the Charlotte Mankleige, um Academic Hospital, that is uh, Dr. Ngoba Tsabetse, uh, who is on the line. Doc, good evening. Welcome to the show. Good evening, Rob, and uh, um, good evening to all your listeners, and thank you for having me again today. It seems like yesterday when we were talking about the first of the annual Cardiology World Heart Day Fun Run and Walk, it's upon us again. Anything different, Doc? What can we look forward to? When and where? Give us the detail. Well, thank you for so much for the platform. Um, again, we're going bigger this year, um, more numbers. We're doing more, more collaborations. Uh, we've got the Heart and Stroke Foundation on board. Uh, we've got the Gauteng Health. We've got Discovery on board. Uh, we even have the MEC on board, who is coming through tomorrow. Uh, MEC for Health, his Honorable Dr. Bandile Masugu, will be on the day, uh, walking with us tomorrow morning and uh, uh, he'll be on as well on the platform. And as always, Rob, we, what we're really doing here is we are increasing cardiovascular disease awareness. And if you don't know, uh, now you know that millions are dying. It's not just sportsmen and women. It's not just celebrities. It's the ordinary you and me. And uh, people are dying. Why? Because of a lack of knowledge. And we're here to put this disease on the map and let people know how you can be safe, what you can do, and what you can prevent. Um, so just to give you a few details about the event tomorrow, we're That's kicking sure. off at 7 o'clock in the morning at uh, uh, the Vitz uh, East Campus, Bazzoli Sports Complex. We've got a 5K and an 8K run. 50 Rand gets you in the 5K. 100 Rand gets you in the 8K. We do take manual entries. It's the last batch that we have of T-shirts for people and goodie bags to get. So if you want to be part of it, come very, very early. 7 o'clock sharp, we kick off. That's not all we're offering. After the event, we have aerobics as well as yoga uh, on the offering for the day. And more importantly, free health screening. So if you don't know what your blood pressure is, if you don't know what your cholesterol is, if you don't know what your glucose level is, if you don't know what your body mass index is, so that's your height and your weight, divided together, we give, we give you a metric which tells us 
just how uh, um, underweight or overweight or obese you are. We can then calculate your 10-year cardiovascular risk. So we urge everyone, and we're offering this really literally for free. If you go to your health practitioner or any health facility easily, all of these will cost you above a 1,000 rands, and we're giving them absolutely for free. So we're saying come one, come all, come with your family, come with your friends, and let's have fun, and let's know about this disease. Now, what if in those free screenings somebody is found to have something that is, I call it a defect maybe, that needs urgent attention? How would you then go about assisting that person? That's why, Rob, we are perfectly positioned for this. So we are the the custodians of treating such individuals, and we can also uh, refer them to their practitioners of choice. Um, So when we do pick up an abnormality, we can action on it, and that's exactly the plan. And what we're hoping to do even next year, not just screening people, uh, but we want to actually collect uh, this data blindly so we can actually report back and say out of so many that we have screened, such a percentage we found abnormal numbers, abnormal levels, so many were at risk, and so many needed to be intervened on uh, in terms of prevention or management thereof. So really an important uh, day for us and an important day for everyone who knows someone with diabetes, if you know someone with hypertension, if you've had a family member lost because of stroke or a heart attack, this event is yours. So again, an open invitation for family and friends to come and support this important event. I can hear somebody who's driving and saying, oh my goodness, I actually forgot about the event. I forgot to go and register. Therefore, do I miss out? Is there some sort of reprieve or is it game over for those who fail to register? Rob, we have, on, we have um, spot entries tomorrow. The challenge is you need to come early. The race starts at 7 o'clock. But you need to come early. If you want to be part of the action, definitely come early. If you're there, say, by 6 o'clock, 6.30, we can definitely register you and get you in time for the race. Um, uh, those also, will, others will be coming to collect their race packs, so it will be uh, a bit of a tight squeeze. But that's why if you come earlier, the earlier the better. Um, the team will definitely be out by 5 a.m. to prep and get ready for the 7 a.m. kickoff. So definitely, if you're thinking, wow, I forgot about it, it's not too late. You can still make the most of the Saturday morning. All right. You know, when you put uh, information out there on the public space, especially social media, and you tell people about cardiovascular diseases accounting for 31% of deaths globally, and you tell people that for the first time in South Africa, deaths due to cardiovascular diseases were higher than deaths due to TB and HIV, then, of course, a lot of people just love to argue. They'll say, no, where did you get these figures from? Where did you get these stats from? No, no, no. And they argue based on nothing that they give as a counter doc. These are meticulously researched. And those numbers are what they are. Can you maybe elaborate, especially that one that deals with cardiovascular diseases being higher than the deaths due to TB and HIV? Yes, Rob. So and just to give you in the picture, so if anyone can Google World uh, Health Organization, you will immediately pick up, if you look at their mortality data, that um, for the last 10 years or so and projected to go to 2030, um, cardiovascular disease driven by ischemic heart disease, so that's primarily heart attacks and heart failure, are the number one killers worldwide. So if you are somewhat of a person who is middle class in an affluent community, guess what? You're most likely going to die of a cardiovascular disease, period. 
and that's a non-communicable element that's increasing. So in South Africa, we are undergoing an epidemiological transition where traditionally South Africa and sub-Saharan Africa, we've been burdened by infectious diseases, HIV, TB, malaria, diarrhea, but the, but the numbers are changing. Most people now have better access to healthcare, better food security, we're becoming more westernized, we're becoming more urbanized. So the diseases we are succumbing to now are actually a lot of the non-communicable diseases. And these are the diseases affecting the people who are apparently healthy, the people who are apparently living well, those who are not in dire poverty. Not that these conditions don't affect those people as well, they Mm -hmm. do, because we can also have malnutrition. So statistics essay put out this data. Um, 2017-28 numbers came out and Non-communicable diseases are now the number one killers in South Africa, more than infectious disease killers. And these numbers are continuously going to grow. We know this is a pandemic, and and unfortunately, I'm sorry to say it, it will get worse before we really get to grips with this condition because a lot of this can be prevented, but by the time you actually have an event, a stroke, a heart attack, peripheral vascular disease, therapies are very expensive. It's specialist care. However, if you manage your risk factors early, you can prevent the sequelae of these diseases. Hmm. And, and and you know what? The one thing, Doc, that I've always respected about your warnings is that people need to take them seriously. We, we dealt since the last time we spoke on this show with a very tragic incident that involved somebody that South African football lovers knew very, very well, and that was the late puppy fighting. Now, when we then spoke to Bidves Wirtz and the people and the personnel and management of the club, they did say that in 2016, the Burundian International was diagnosed with a con- uh, heart condition, and uh, that's kind of led to his departure from Wirtz at the time. And the doctors had warned him, and it looked like he had kind of gone, uh, gone against the doctor's orders here, and he continued to play football, uh, which then led uh, to what we understand uh, was his death at just the age of 28, 28, where he passed on uh, on the field due to heart failure. That's true, Rob. So what we're actually seeing, I mean, in my uh, work uh, environment, is that we're getting younger and younger patients. And traditionally, this has been a disease of the elderly, people in their 50s and 60s. But if you are 30, I've got news for you. You are at risk. If you have high blood pressure, you are at risk. If you don't know what your cholesterol is, if you don't exercise, if you've got a family history, you are at risk. So we're definitely seeing the younger and younger people. And what's even more scary, this was traditionally thought to be a disease of white people, of Indian people. Mm. But the black race is catching up because we are starting to live uh, in a similar environment and behave and eat similar foods and and do all the things that these other races that traditionally had high um, incidences of ischemic heart disease. So as black people, we are definitely not exempt. And then it's a double whammy. We've got 8 million people in this country living with HIV. Now we have this emerging pandemic of non-communicable diseases. So our health resource budget is going to be really, really squeezed. And the non-communicable diseases are very expensive, as I said. You're talking about heart transplants. You're talking about kidney dialysis. You're talking about um, stenting patients, catheterization laboratories, electrophysiology laboratories that need to be set up and patients need access to. And this is very expensive specialist care. Sure. Doc, now, I'm going to quickly play a a clip here while I've got you on the line. 
Um, I don't know if there are any WhatsApp voice notes that are coming through as questions to Dr. Tabete, who's on the line. Uh, 0605842250. And as we talk about commemorate World Heart Day, uh, one man who obviously needed life-saving open-heart surgery after being diagnosed with a heart valve defect, and that was back in 1996, as far back as that. But the good news, obviously, Nwankukanu continues to live he was there at the Africa Cup of Nations, enjoyed a great time uh, with him, and he was full of life. He was playing football with the other legends, which was a good sign. He recorded now this message. Uh, he's going to be in Ghana tomorrow for a walk to keep uh, the heart beating. Take a, a quick listen to this. My country people, <laughs> you know what it is. Come down to World Heart Day, 29th September. Please keep the heart beating. A walk for life. Very important. What did you do this morning? Did you check your heart? Is it beating well? Please keep doing that. It's very, very important. See ya. Well, I mean, he says that in, a, in almost a matter of fact, Doc, I think when, when you... When, when you know what the other side of a life that has almost escaped you, 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 you look at life differently. And I think Nwankukano is one of those that uh, exemplify and continue to preach the message. And we've seen so many other others, and unfortunately, others don't make it. And a large number of people ask us as to how a person as fit as the late Chester Williams, Doc, mm. has a heart attack almost yeah, immediately. He's, he's gone, and there's no second chance. There's no operating table, and now we regard him as somebody who's no longer with us on, on, on Earth. What would you say, just obviously from a distance, uh, would have been the difference then? Robert, it all comes down to taking responsibility. Yeah. You know, we know that people are dying, and they're dying in numbers. Uh, the Chester Williams, obviously a celebrity, a celebrated athlete in the country. We all uh, uh, mourn him and we, 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 we feel saddened by what happened. But the ordinary people like you and me who basically collapse, unknown, their stories are untold. And that's why for me it's so important that everyone takes responsibility to get checked, know your numbers, Check yourself out. These are silent killers. Don't be deceived because you don't feel pain. You don't feel a headache. You, you're feeling good. You're still enjoying life and you think all is well. All it takes is that one moment of truth for your coronary artery to decide to occlude. And that could be the end of it. And what a sad end when you don't even know what really happened and your family is left with so many questions when your friends are left with so many questions. So my take on it is take responsibility. Take responsibility. People are dying. This is real. It's happening. I would be condemned if I were to keep quiet and not speak about this and tell people what's really happening on the ground. So I encourage everyone to come, get checked, know your numbers, and save your life. Hmm. And this misnomer if i may just to squeeze it in before our time is up doc and i think it's an important one we'll elaborate uh when we do have you in studio soon where we can actually just talk about this and and, and have a more engaging conversation with our listeners 
is is that of fitness versus obese yes we all know that obese is not good and you need to deal with it but the misnomer that if you fit and you're looking great and you've got your six-pack that nothing is going to be wrong and i've made mention obviously of, of sportsmen here i've talked about Nwan Kukandu, obviously in the prime of his career the late Cameroonian international mark vivian foe who was 28 when he passed away uh you know when they were playing i think it was the confed cup in 2003 uh, then there was an incident in 2012 with the Baltimore and Wanderers player Fabrice uh, Mwamba. He was 23 as well. These are peak sports persons, you know, where everyday routine is about sport and fitness. What is that whole misnomer about and how can we fix it that fitness and being in the gym and looking great should not mislead you? Thank you, Rob. That's very, very important. And especially for those gym fanatics, those people who regularly go jogging, who think they are exempt, they are safe. Don't get me wrong, the exercise is good, and in fact, we encourage it. And often people who exercise are very uh, picky about what they eat. Um, They're very conscientious about their lifestyle and their health. However, that alone will not mitigate all the risk factors. So if you are hypertensive, hypertension does not choose whether you're obese, whether you are uh, an athlete, whether you are fit or not. If you have the predisposition to, comp- to develop hypertension, you, you are at risk. If you have high cholesterol levels in your blood, those cholesterol levels, no matter how much exercise you do, you will not bring them down. And that increases a compounding risk factor as well. If you are smoking, that will not reduce your risk. That's also exponentially compounding. So often exercise alone is one of the lifestyle interventions that help to mitigate risk, but it's definitely not curative. It doesn't mean you are now safe. And that's a huge misnomer where a lot of people who do comrades, marathons, um, um, high-performance endurance athletes, they think they're okay, and they look great physically. They're all lean, they're all muscular, but they are still at risk. And as I said, when that moment of truth occurs, when that coronary artery decides to block, boy, oh boy, you're in trouble. And that's why we're saying everyone must come and get checked and, pre- and save their lives. I always say that uh, we don't have a fruit and veg drive through offering healthy sandwiches, <laughs> but you've got everything else that offers oily anything and everything uh, at our disposal. I believe we've got a couple of uh, voice notes. Uh, let's quickly listen in and, and a question that's popped up. Hey, Shobi. Uh, this is heart diseases, man. It's really a problem. Uh, I think it's a judgment day to, 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 to all of human beings because we, we as black people, the majority, we don't even afford, man. How are we going to, like, to... To, to 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 select the food that we must we must eat because we don't even earn so much that we can buy all this nice food we just appreciate we appreciate all these things even we just eat as long as in in clothes but in because because and 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 it's going to be a challenge, really. Thank you very much. Uh, good evening, Rob. Uh, <clears throat> my name is Fortune Gobo from Peter Maritzberg. I just want to check with the doctor there. Uh, what are the symptoms of uh, heart failure or heart attack? 
how do we uh, you know identify whether the person is affected or not i think that's a fair question doc Excellent, Rob. Beautiful questions. I mean, the, the first uh, um, um, voice note was excellent. And the sad thing, Rob, is if you think about it, when we were living in our um, traditional setup in the village where we worked, we farmed most of our food, we grew it at home, we processed it. It had all the nutrients we needed. It was rich in fiber. It was low in fat content. Uh, it had all the, the good oils that we needed. And we were actually protected from um, cardiovascular disease and atherosclerosis. And so definitely I agree with the gentleman who says it seems out of our reach, but I would say it is within your reach because if, if you think about it, we actually impose a lot of these things ourselves. You know, if you have a fresh vegetable garden, if you go to your local market, you don't have to go to Woolies. You don't have to go to some fancy uh, um, food market store you can still get fresh produce where that you can eat and process yourself it's about the lifestyle and and the honest truth is many of us are avoiding the healthy greens and the healthy foods that we want and if you look to the contrary you go to a Woolworths now you look at uh, um, high fiber bread very expensive than your traditional white bread and 10 20 years ago that's what we aspired for we were eating brown bread because it was cheaper but we wanted white bread because we thought hey that's the better bread and so it's a it's really a paradigm shift that's happening and that's why education 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 is so important for our people and then to switch gears to come back to the symptoms so the first thing for a heart attack what's going to happen to you you need someone who has the typical risk factors Right, you're hypertensive, you're overweight, you've got high cholesterol, you've got high glucose, you're physically inactive, you are a sitting duck for a heart attack. And the way that it presents itself is usually on exertion, you're going to get the chest pain. It's a very dull, um, heavy pain that you feel in the center of your chest. It radiates to the left side of your arm or to your neck. It's associated with sweating and you feel nauseous and there's a sense that there's like a truck sitting on you and you're just going to die. So it's a very, very unpleasant experience. And those are the signs of actually when you have a heart attack. And it's a beautiful question, Rob, because I can tell you 80% of my patients in our coronary ICU they had heart attacks that didn't even know they were having a heart attack. So really, there's so much education that we need to do. Everyone knows when you have TB. You're coughing, you have night sweats, and it's a clear diagnosis because we've rammed out the message out there. But people don't know when they have heart attacks. Similarly, with heart failure, it means the heart is not pumping well, so you're going to get fluid accumulation in your legs. You find difficulty lying flat. You're short of breath. You wake up in the middle of the night because you can't breathe well. It, it feels better to sit up. And the number one mistake we as black people make is we then drink water because we think somehow the water will clear um, my airways and I'll feel a bit better. But that's even compounding the problem. You're congesting your heart and your lungs even worse. And in fact, if you have those symptoms, we actually advise you to restrict your fluid intake to less than a liter a day. So there's a lot of education that we need to do, Rob, because a lot of people don't know. Even some of our own practitioners, someone comes with features of heart failure and they think it's asthma, and they suddenly prescribe asthma pumps, whereas the patient actually has heart failure and they need heart failure medication. So I'm looking forward to that platform, Rob, where we come in, yeah. we spend a little bit more time, and mm-hmm. we can definitely interact with, the, with your listeners and, and share knowledge and engage. 100%, Doc. I'm looking forward to it. I'm already receiving so many messages, people saying what a topic uh, certainly is sobering in many, many facts.
and we will look forward to that conversation. Once again, a quick reminder of what's going to be happening. Uh, it is a fun walk or a run that you will have Saturday, which is tomorrow, the 28th of September. Uh, be there nice and early. If it's 6 o'clock that you can make it, be there at 6, otherwise 7 a.m. at the Pozzoli Sports Complex at Vitz East Campus. Uh, five kilometer, just a mere 50 rand. Eight kilometer, a mere 100 rand. Trust me, this will grow all uh, your major checks as far as numbers are concerned will be there free of charge and um, it will change your life in fact it will prolong your life so take it upon yourself and uh, do the responsible thing and once again doc thank you so so much indeed yeah on a friday i know pretty sobering so put that bottle or can of something down <laughs> have a good one doc thank you so much thank you robin thank you for having me and thank you to your listeners and hope to see them tomorrow. all right he's the academic and clinical head of cardiology at charlotte mcleger hospital and also at vitz dr ngoba tabete right here on metro vam as well as on radio 2000 thank you so much world hard day be a part of it don't say we did not tell you